0: Welcome to Let's Just Face It. I am your host, Raquel Kalina. It's time to address the issues that impact your lives and keep you from being who you were meant to be. Ladies, are you still hiding behind yourself or issues you just don't want to face? It's time to face them. I am here to help you face those issues holding you back. It's time to face those small fears and make big changes. Are you ready to get started? Well, hello there, and thank you for joining us for yet another episode of Let's Just Face It. Today, it's episode number 12. We're going to be talking about the different stages of a toxic relationship. Toxic relationships vary from stage to stage, and it's important that you understand what kind of relationship you're in. These relationships have different levels during the relationship. These are people that are very intelligent, and they're highly charismatic. It's not easy to be able to recognize them because at the beginning of a relationship, you seem to think they are perfect for you. They are about eight different stages and they vary in different relationships. But according to what I lived through, I could find out eight different stages that I can talk to you about. The first stage is that the relationship moves really fast. Whereas it sometimes might seem that you have known this person for the longest time, you seem to feel like you're seen, your insecurities are blown away, and the negatives you feel about yourself are proven wrong. The way the relationship works, it it feels that the relationship is working fast because they are trying to work on you in a way that they seem so perfect. It tends to feel like it's moving fast. And if at any given point you are going into a relationship and it starts to feel like it's moving too fast, it's up to you to stop it or slow it down. You're always in control of your relationship and you should always have a voice. If you feel like you don't have a voice, let that be a red flag for you. Even if you're just starting out, let that be the first red flag. The second stage of this relationship is that they come at you like they're the knight in shining armor. You tend to see the light of perfection in their eyes, but sometimes it feels off. You tend to see or feel these flags, but also tend to ignore them because they feel so perfect. What I can tell you about this is that I dated this guy and I felt that it was moving fast. But the fact that I had known him 20 years ago made that red flag disappear because of how familiar he felt. So I didn't think anything of it at that point. I kept on going. After I had already been in a 14 year toxic relationship, having found this person again from my past made it a little harder to spot certain things, but it also showed me and taught me a lot. Now, the reason why he pulled me in was because he made himself feel so freaking perfect. He studied my strengths and my weaknesses in a way that he used them against me. For example, I am fairly confident in myself that I can leave the house with or without makeup. But you know that sometimes we just need a little bit of makeup just to make our day. Or some days you just need that as a pick-me-up. Well, I was in the mood to get into the car and do my makeup in the car just so we could get to where we were going a little faster. I don't tend to carry purses, but this day I had a bag and then I had my makeup bag and I had another bag because I think we were staying somewhere. But he thought that I was carrying way too many things. And the one thing that he decided to take out of the whole thing was the makeup bag. It didn't bother me because he made it all about me being so beautiful and me not needing makeup because I was beautiful just as I was. Hello, you didn't need to tell me, but you know how those little things just ring in our ear and we fall head over heels with these details. Well, that's exactly what happened. Even though I was comfortable enough in myself to realize that I look good with or without makeup, the fact that he said you don't need makeup, you're beautiful just the way you are, just hit home. Because I had been in a toxic relationship prior than this one, which was totally different, but it just hit home. The next phase into toxic relationships is as soon as you feel comfortable, as soon as you feel that you can trust him and open up to love, you start to notice things that you can't believe you did. This, of course, would be the perfect time to step away, but you are in it to win it at this point. You are blinded by the fact that this is not him and you are already plugged in. The first time this happens, it's so subtle that you second guess yourself. It might be a hurtful comment disguised as a little tiny joke, a long lingering look, a comment about someone else, or criticism for something you have or haven't done. You probably tell yourself your partner didn't mean it. You start to think, what did he see? What did I say? Should I have not talked to this other person? Did I talk to a guy? Did I say something wrong? Did I truthfully tell him a story where there was nothing wrong and he's just making a big deal out of it? Your mind starts to go in circles to think, what did I do wrong? And then these silly little jokes, oh, you're crazy, or something along those lines, he tends to play them off as jokes. But the thing is that your mind starts to feel this and starts to get hurt. Even though you're not noticing at this time how this is affecting you, the longer the exposure, the more it will hurt you. You won't notice Because all these things happen while you're in this kind of relationship and you don't notice while you're in it. Other people can see it from the outside if he shows these kind of symptoms in front of people. If not, then it's you against the world because you're going crazy. Because you're the only one that sees it, whatever you tell your friends and the feedback that they give back to you will not be able to be compared one to the other because he's making you feel like you're losing it. From here, you fall into stage four you start to get confused. The person you fell in love with is not the person you are feeling for right now. You start to crave the little bits of affection and you start to doubt yourself around every corner. You will cling to him because you will think of the person you fell for and think that he is still in there somewhere. But beware, that in a natural scenario will be the time where you would sit down and discuss this calmly, but in a toxic relationship, that does not happen. He will make you start to feel like you're going insane. This is the time when you start to compare the two realities facing you. In my toxic relationship, this happened when he started to say, I thought you were smarter than this. I think you're just going crazy. And let me tell you, I can call myself crazy and my friends can call me crazy, but for him to call me crazy, that was a whole different thing because he was not calling me the same type of crazy that I or my friends were talking about. At some point, he even told me about an old friend, which I no longer had while we were in the relationship. He used to tell me, oh, so-and-so used to say that you were crazy now I understand why so-and-so used to tell me that you were so crazy. Little did he know that 20 years later, I would meet up with this person and realize that he had never spoken to him and realize that that was just another one of his tactics because what goes up must come down. And I figured him out. It was a lot later than our relationship had ended, but I figured out that he was lying the whole time. It's very important that you don't let yourself get drowned in in these comments of belittling you and making you feel like you're not enough or you're just stupid or dumb. Girls, you are not. They're playing with your weaknesses and sometimes they're even playing with your strengths in a way that will hurt you and make you need them. In this stage, you also find yourself between a person that you could be with in the future with starting to feel you're growing crazy from what you saw and felt versus what you see and you feel now. Then they take you to the next stage. Number five. At this point, you have started to notice the jokes are not jokes, but they're insults. You have started to notice that the nasty comments are meant to hurt you and not be dismissed. He will also start showing indifference and start to make you feel this is all your fault. This is where he starts what is called gaslighting. I'm not going to go too deep into what gaslighting is because I think there's enough for a future episode. I promise. Gaslighting, to make a long story short, this is where he starts to make you feel you're going crazy or make you feel it's in your head, making you feel you could have done something to prevent it. In my case, early on in our relationship, I had a much younger boss and for some reason he was always jealous of my boss. Yes, my boss was kind of cute, but he was too young for me, to be honest. But we had a great friendship and we had a great relationship at work. He was my boss. He also needed to step out into the field with me every now and then and evaluate me. Well, I don't have to tell you that he hated my boss. He was so jealous of him that he would call me during the day 10 times and I hated it. Most of the time I would answer and just speak a little bit and then just hang up the phone. When I was writing with my boss, he would call me even more and try to keep me on the phone with him just so I would not spend enough time with my boss he would try to control the situation in a way that made him feel good. Then after the day was over, he would start to tell me somebody saw you here and you stopped there and and you were very smiley and you were laughing. Hello? Of course I was going to be laughing. I was having fun. I was spending the day with a friend, a coworker, For my job, I used to ride alone in my car all day. Having to spend a day with somebody else in the car that you could actually talk to and they would talk back to you was actually a pleasantry for me. He would make this out to be like I was cheating on him. He had this feeling because somebody had seen us. Nobody had seen us. I had mentioned in previous conversation that we were driving through so-and-so and later on, he made up the fact that somebody had seen us there doing whatever he made up his mind to be. Nothing ever happened, but he never let that go for as long as I was there and he was my boss. It was his insecurity playing up on him. It had nothing to do with me. This just came to me like right now, thinking about it now and knowing that he had been unfaithful to me, maybe I should have considered this a sign that if he was so worried about me being unfaithful, maybe at this point, he was also being unfaithful to me. God only knows. But it's been years since I've healed from it. And there's nothing that you can tell me that he did while we were together that would even hurt me. It doesn't matter if he was cheating or not, but that just came to me and there must be a reason why it came to me. Think about it because when you are certain that you are behaving in the right way and there's somebody trying to twist and turn it, there's a reason for that. Believe me, there is a reason for that. When they start accusing you of different things that either they're just changing it up a bit or they're just fully making it up. They do this to alter your reality, to get you to question, did I say that? Did I do that? Did I think that actually just came out of my mouth? That is a game. That's why you you feel like you're going crazy because they alter the reality in a way that you don't even realize till you're out. You don't realize in that moment that you're like, oh my God, did I hear this? Did I feel this? Did I say this? Just keep that in mind. In stage number six. More of their normal actions is trying to play the silent treatment. Yes, ladies, after growing up, they still play the silly kids game. You start to get ignored and this starts to play in your mind, which is exactly what they want. You start to ask yourself what you did and you have a whole bunch of scenarios playing in your mind all day long. Did I say this? This is my fault. How could I change it? What if I would have said this differently? And that happened to me a whole bunch of times. It's not your fault, girls. It's not your fault. Being in an unhealthy relationship just affects everything around you. Stage number seven. You find yourself into a vicious circle of leaving him. The problem here is that they play with you like a fishing rod. They throw you out. They mistreat you, ignore you. Then... When they feel like they're losing you, they'll pull you back. Once you come back, you start to think that they love you, that they couldn't live without you, and that they have missed you. They haven't. They just missed what you can do for them. Also, you could have hurt their ego, and they just can't have that. Then they make you feel good. They make you feel good about yourself, about the relationship, and then they play this game over and over again. This guy that I dated after my big toxic relationship, he kept making me feel like I was all he could ask for. Oh, I talked to my friends about you. And then he had me floating up in the clouds. Oh, lovey-dovey. He would drop me. I realized what was going on at one time. And I just thought, okay, we're great together. He's a great guy. He's just not for me. I told him, Let's do this. Let's step back, give me time, give me space so I can get over the feelings that I have for you, thinking that it was my fault that I fell head over heels for him. And then let's get back to this. We can be friends. Definitely, we can be friends. But this is the thing that's not what he wanted. If he would have been a healthy guy, he would have said, Definitely, I appreciate your relationship and I really cannot offer anything right now. I'm going to give you time and space because I would love to be friends. But no, every single time I tried to pull back and tell him honestly, he would just invade my space and invade my time. He would show up at my house. He would call me. Oh, one point here. He needed to see me. It had to be in person. Like it had to be face to face. What he wanted was to look into my eyes and play this puppy face like, oh my God, but I I care so much for you because he wanted to reel me in. He would put ideas in my head of how I'm making this up and then it would happen again. It was a game of lifting me up, throwing me down, and then coming back to pick me up face to face, fool me again, and then do it again. I know. You think that you feel so freaking stupid for having them do this to you, but you're not. They are people that are intelligent and they're looking for loving people. And this is where you fall. It's not your fault and you are not stupid. You are not blind. Girl, it wasn't your fault. Stage eight. If you don't realize what was going on and you woke up and left them, He will leave you once you serve your purpose or if they see that you've caught on to them. In the end, somebody's going to leave. It's either you or it's them. If you don't wake up early enough to be the one to walk away, they're going to leave you. And when they leave you, you end up a little bit more broken than when it's your choice. It's on your terms because you're in control. Keep in mind, toxic relationships are going to end regardless. Either you pull up your big girl pants and realize where you are and stop ignoring those red flags that you see, that you hear, and that you feel. Because girl, if you're doubting it right now, there's something there. If you are not 100% sure and you have red flags, there is something there. Wake up before he finishes trying to break you. Because when you get out of this relationship on the other side, you come out broken. Unhealthy relationships will make you feel very uncomfortable. They either want too much of you or they don't want you enough. Once you start to understand what you were into, it's a little easier to learn to spot it moving forward. These breakups usually have no closure, leaving you feeling incomplete. In our lives, we tend to close doors and open doors. Leaving certain doors open can lead to a whole process of you feeling unbalanced and leave you feeling off. You have to be able to mourn the loss of this person, but you also have to understand what you have been through. The way you heal is to accept that you will never receive an apology, and he will never even accept this type of behavior. Toxic people lack empathy. This means that they're incapable of feeling responsible for these actions and the stuff that they do. They will make you feel like you're crazy if you bother to ask. You have to also understand that there is nothing wrong with you. He was the problem, not you. These people usually seek caring, trusting people. They are very skillful. They prey on your goodness. That says a lot about how good you are. I would love to encourage you to turn this love that you felt or still feel for him because you have to acknowledge if you still feel it. If you didn't get any closure, you might still be feeling some kind of love for this person. You have to work on turning this love that you either feel or felt for him and you have to turn it on you. You have to be able to love yourself again and put back the broken pieces because of this relationship. If you want me to help you come back to the person that you were and even better because you're much better now. You're much stronger and you're wiser. Go to my website, RaquelKalina.com and go to the tab that says coaching. There you can schedule a discovery call with me. Absolutely free. And we can start the process of helping you heal and helping you love yourself again and put yourself back together. You can love yourself again and feel confident in this person you have become. Because this relationship was just a step on the road. It was a lesson. In a previous episode, I said that one of my favorite quotes is that I never lose. I either win or I learn. And I would love this to be your new quote. You can say it every day if you want to. I never lose. I either win or I learn. And if you didn't come out winning in this relationship, you came out learning. If you're anything like me, you can turn this knowledge into helping others, into helping yourself, or into being a better person for the future. There's always something that we learn. There's a reason why we learn it. Stop living in your past. Stop thinking that it was a mistake. Whatever happened, happened. Whoever hurt you, hurt you. However you hurt, you hurt. But we have to move past this to move forward. I know it hurts. I know it's not easy. But if you want to have a better life, you have to move forward. You have to walk forward and you have to figure out how you're going to do it. You are an excellent human being and there is absolutely nothing wrong with you except the fact that you were too loving and too caring, which is never a bad thing. Just keep that in mind. I am here if you need me. You can also DM me through Instagram at Raquel Colina. I am here. I went through this and I want to help women come back stronger on the other side. When we face small fears, we can make big changes. Remember that. It has been a pleasure being with you here today. As always, thank you so much for joining us. And remember that you can share this episode with your friends and family. You can subscribe so you can get notifications when the next episode is up. And you can also review the show so you can help us reach more people. Thank you so much. Hope you have a blessed week. Take care. Bye bye.